All right, new episode, Second String Podcast. Wee bit late. This one's going to come out on Tuesday, a little bit late here. That's on me. Hand up. No one else to blame. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to point the finger. That's on me. Absolutely, it's on me. Had a long weekend. Um, Went to the beautiful city, the oasis within the Lone Star State, Austin, Texas. Fantastic time. Great place, too, by the way. If you've never been to Austin, go. If you've been thinking about going, for sure fucking go. I don't know what you're waiting for. Reminded me from little quick Nick Bradley tour guide tip of the day. Reminded me of like the LA area, except not extremely overcrowded and dirty. If so, pretty fucking awesome. Um, no ocean though, I guess that's the only thing. Big lake though, Lake Travis is a massive lake, so like you get a little bit of the water fix. And then the river, I think it's the, I think it's the Colorado River, but I have also zero clue, so don't quote me on that. There is a river though too, so it's not all it's not all bad. It's not all bad. Water-wise, the the town is fucking nuts, though. It's like it's hilly. Reminded me of the Hollywood Hills. I mean, that's essentially why I was like, oh, it's kind of like LA. It's hilly. There's just absolute mansions in these hills. Like we drove up a couple. There's just one little hike slash view spot. Not much of a hike, but a cool view spot. We were driving up through these hills, and I'm sitting here saying the exact same shit I said when we were in LA. Like, does LeBron James? just own all of these houses. Like who the fuck lives here? Who lives in these places? Unless the price of, li- I don't even know though. Cause the price of living in Austin, Texas can't be low. Like some of the houses it's straight up is like, okay, so that's the founder of Dell. That's the founder of Oracle, Elon Musk, Rogan. And then that's it. Who else owns these houses? I really don't understand. They're ridiculous. They're absolutely ridiculous. You're like, no, it felt like at any time you're like 20 minutes outside of the downtown area. No matter how far away you go, you're just somehow 20 minutes away. No matter how remote, like they had this one sweet ass bar that straight up out of the Amalfi Coast. It was a ripoff of the Amalfi Coast on that big lake where you're like elevated. There's tiers of seating and you're kind of like out in the middle of nowhere a little bit. And then it's just like 20 minutes to downtown kind of thing. It's very weird, the timing. Like, you're just always 20 minutes out. Weather was absolutely perfect, too. It is winter. Shitty part about L.A., too, like in the summer when it's just 100 degrees every day, and you're like, God damn it, I refuse to go outside. Obviously did not experiment that. I went in early March, so perfect weather, 75 and sunny literally every day. Only, I mean, not even a downside, especially coming from Michigan. How dare I call anything about the weather there a downside? Only what I would say close to downside is at night it gets chilly. At night, it's like a prime Michigan fall evening, like 55 with a, maybe a light breeze. Like it's perfect hoodie weather in the evening time. You need, you probably want, unless you're just liquored out of your mind, which not going to say I was in that state, but I've, for sure, I'm not going to say I wasn't because I obviously definitely was. Unless you got a, a warm liquor blanket going, I would say probably going to want a hoodie at nighttime. But that's the only that's the only thing. Other than that, the weather during the day, perfect. Not too hot, not too cold. You get a little bit of sun, but it's not like overbearing sun. It's kind of like when the sun goes away, you're like, oh, oh, it's a wee bit chilly out here. But then when the sun comes out, you're like, this is... This is per. I can feel the sun being intense, but I'm not like, oh, get me out of here. It's just, it was perfect. Great town, though. 
great town, had a great weekend. The bar scene, crazy. Felt like every night we went out there, so people were like, oh, we're, tonight we'll go to this street that has 70 bars on it. And I'm like, in Detroit, there's like four bars total that I would ever even imagine going to. <laughs> Austin, they're like, oh, four bars. There's four streets that are just lined with bars here. Like, how? Do, I don't even know how they're all making money, to be honest with you. There's, I don't, there were a shit ton of people out and about, probably not very COVID friendly on my part, but Hey, shit happens. Texas lifting the rule tomorrow. Anyway, I don't even know how they're all staying in business. Like there were a fucking million bars down there and they're all competing with and against each other. I don't know how they're all in business to be totally honest. Literally in Detroit, there's like, it's like, Oh, you guys want to go out around here tonight? There's like four places. Maybe. That I, that I would even consider there. Once you narrow down a street, there's like 20 different places to choose from. Crazy, crazy. Also, they had the street shout out anybody from Austin or that's been there. That's listening. One street rainy, badass, just like houses that are converted into bars. Very cool. little outside the box, you know, non-traditional bar scene, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, again, like why do we, like, why is that not anywhere? Why does that not exist in Detroit or literally anywhere else I've ever been where it's like, hey, let's just make, I've been to the bungalow in LA, which is somewhere where it's like, hey, let's just turn this house into a bar. Let's just make this like a house party, but it's a bar. Like we got a backyard and inside with couches and shit, but let's just sell booze at it. Genius idea. Once again, like very outside the box. If I had money, I would open up. I guess we can't really do the whole outside thing in Michigan unless I just want to lose a shit ton of money half the year. Well, we'll cover it though. You can get some tarps like old Shillelagh. But like why I why if I had money, I would just make a house party theme bar so quickly and I would be rich beyond my wildest dreams. So quickly I would make one. How have we not made one? It's crazy. Every time like I go to these different places and I come back, it's like that's like the sickest thing I've ever seen. Why does that not exist here? This dog park, favorite part of the entire trip, shout out, Zilker Dog Park, this enormous park, okay, volleyball courts, big-ass rock in the middle, which, I mean, not really doing a ton of that, but it looked cool. There's just music in the air, people flying kites. Who the fuck flies kites? That's how unique and diverse this park is. There are people flying kites. When's the last time you've seen someone fly a kite? I don't even know ever, like maybe once at the beach before I've seen someone flying a kite. There's people spending their Saturday flying fucking kites here. Music's in the air, like a rave's going on. There's organized soccer going down. Dogs, as far as the eye can see, literally every which way, dogs, which was by far the best part, and all well-behaved dogs. So everyone's kind of like, all right, all right, Carl, all right, Max. Go run off the leash. I'll be that way. You just catch up with me. Everyone just lets their dogs go. You just kind of post it up in your spot. They come up to you, smell, just make sure you don't have any food laying around that they can steal. And then they get a few pets and they're on their way. They're all very laid back. The dogs are sniffing each other's asses, getting to know one another, making friends. It it was like the most unique place I've ever been. The most, the most like the, the attitude and the spirit of it more than anywhere I've been. It was like, yeah, I mean, we're like, I, we all trust each other. If you come, it's like, if you come to this park on a Saturday, you're in the circle of trust. You're automatically cool. You're in on it. Everyone's just, no one's ever going to be like, Oh, 
I don't want my dog near and go near going near that guy or no one's ever going to be like, Oh shit, I better watch my dog. They're all like, Oh, if you're spending your Saturday here, you're cool. You're in, you're not a narc kind of thing. There's people drinking claws, maybe a little bit of craft beer. They're eating pizza. I had a slice of pizza from a food truck. It was so greasy, but so good. You could taste the fresh tomato sauce and the mozzarella. It was very good. And then in the background, it's just the skyline of the city. Very cool place. Far and away, my favorite part of the entire time we were there. Just like a place where I would spend all day, every day there. Like if they somehow figured out a way to install Wi-Fi in that park, I would literally spend every single day, all day there. Why not? You just hang out. Vibes, the vibes. This is so corny, but I don't even care. That's how badass this place was. I don't even care how corny this sounds. The vibes were through the roof, through the goddamn roof. You're in the sun. You have a nice little view of the city. You're watching dogs go by. People watching is also so fun. People watching, dog walking is even better. Dog watching is even better. You thought people watching was good. Strap in, get a blanket, and just watch dogs mingle with each other for 30 minutes. I promise you it'll be the most fun you've had in a month. There's food. There's music. Like it was. Uh, nirvana just like oh yeah i'll spend the rest of my time here like until i die i'll just lay on a towel right here that's fine with me no worries i mean it was incredible um the only downside is like eventually you have to leave eventually that the day came the evening was rolling on and it was like all right we're well we gotta go now we gotta go shower and i'm sitting there like damn really (laughs) we what define have to leave define that we have to what do you mean by exactly by we have to leave like we should leave or like you want to leave do we really have to leave it that the only downside like any good thing it's like the shitty part is oh man now i gotta say goodbye great place though and another thing too especially like somewhere in Metro Detroit doesn't need to be downtown. Doesn't need to be in Oakland County. I don't even know where you would put it probably in Oakland County. How do we not have just a badass dog park? I feel like dogs, I mean, probably the case anywhere. Just everybody has fucking dogs. There's just dogs all over any city, but sure. It'll be snowy and people probably won't use it half the year, but from like, I mean, it's 50 something degrees outside today, like from a day like today till the end of October, how do we not have a dog park? Like a big ass dog park. There's food trucks, there's music, shit like that. How do we not have one of those? You're telling me from, from May to September, that place would be packed every single Saturday, probably every Sunday too. We went on a Saturday. There were thousands of people there. Everyone's nice and, I mean, it's enormous, so everyone's nice and spread out. But how does Michigan not have one of those? How does Metro Detroit, how does every major city in the country not have one? Like, right when you go there, you're like, okay, this is this is it. This is where I want to come hang out every Saturday. We'll come toss the football around. We'll have a few beers. We'll eat some food. We'll listen to some music. We'll crack some jokes, have conversation, get to know one another. It's an impeccable place. How does Detroit not have one? I don't even know who the fuck's in charge of that. Whatever Detroit's version of Leslie Nope is, the Parks and Rec, or the maybe it's just the mayor straight up make a decree 
that we're going to put a huge dog park somewhere. How? And you know, it's like the maintenance level is so low. Just make a parking lot and then a fuck plant grass. And you're good. Parking lot and grass. That's all. You don't need, like, we don't need any electronics. We don't need some grand setup. Patch of grass and a parking lot. All day. I mean, they don't make money off of it is the only thing. Like, I guess in that aspect, I see why the city's like, hey, we could put that off because you're not like paying to get in or anything, which is also what makes it awesome. Like, you can, that's just a free way to go have a great time. So I get that, but it's like, you, let's attract some people here. Like, that's literally, that's a reason if I moved somewhere and Austin was on the table, that this dog park, Zilker, I would literally be like, oh, that's actually. Let's put that in the pros column. That's a strong pro and a strong thing that makes me want to go out there. Just as ga- I don't even have a dog. Well, I do have a dog, but he sucks ass. But I don't have a dog. <laughs> I don't have a dog that I like. We brought with us, which will bring me to. I think I'm gonna do. I'll probably do an episode tomorrow. We thought of uh, maybe trillion for sure billion potentially trillion dollar idea while we were there. We're at this dog park. We don't have a dog. Airbnb for dogs. I'll talk about that tomorrow though. Trillion dollar idea. If not more, two trillion, not three. Uh, Such a good idea that we could pay off the American government's debt to China. One of those ideas. All in all, a great weekend though. But, but as any good weekend ends, just brings you to the classic existential crisis. I thought, oh, our flight was super early in the morning Sunday. Let me just stay up all night fucking horrible idea horrible idea got home sunday i i taped i gotta tape my eyelids to the back of my head to watch michigan get their asses kicked by state um i'm falling asleep every like 30 seconds i slept all day monday that's why i didn't do a podcast yesterday literally all day i just laid in bed my brain felt like someone threw like a fucking smoke bomb inside of it i just couldn't think about anything the existential crisis and the end of a bender is one of the worst feelings in the world. Like the existential crisis of, Oh, I'm just back in the stupid suburb. And the other thing being, I feel like Mike Tyson beat me with a sock filled with bars of soap for three days. And that's, you know what? That's on me. That's on me because well, I don't even know if it is on me, but the day one we get there, everyone's in the mood. I'm coming from Michigan and all of a sudden it's 75. It's sunny. People are, there's just music, like driving around. There's just music. I'm wearing sunglasses. When's the last time you wore sunglasses? I'm wearing sunglasses. We're going on these hikes, playing with, you know, it's like a peacock exhibit. I'm looking at peacocks, jump around and be all blue. There's koi fish following me around which it was, I thought, remarkable. How does a koi fish in the water, they just know to follow me on the outside because they think I have breadcrumbs or something? Genius. I didn't know fish were even capable of like acknowledging a world outside the water. That's pretty incredible, I thought. We're doing little hikes. We're climbing on rocks, taking pictures. Shout out Bella, a million pictures. And then we get back. We have a nut. We get back to the Airbnb. And at first, we're kind of like, we pull up to the place and we're like, oh, this place is smaller than we thought because it looked like a little mini house where you kind of like split off the rooms. 
and maybe we'd be living in the same house with other people. Turns out our Airbnb is the second house behind it. House to ourselves, like right in the corner of the neighborhood, nice and away. Not that we were being that loud, shockingly, because it feels like every time I've ever rented an Airbnb, the last day comes around and the owner's like, you better fucking leave today or we're going to kick your ass out kind of thing. We were actually good tenants, shockingly. Anyways, we get to the Airbnb. It's a nice place. There's a nice little living room area. The rooms are nice. The beds are huge. We slept five people there. Could have slept like 10 easily. The beds are huge. The counter's like granite. That's how you know, too. I feel like that's my number one sign of, unless it's just so obviously incredible that a blind person would realize it, but that's my number one sign of, oh shit, this place is pretty nice is when you get there and the counters are nice and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this place, this pl- it might not be the greatest in the world, but when the counters look like that, that like white marble, probably fake marble, but when they look like that, you're like, all right, this is a pretty nice place. We get there. We have a half gallon of tequila. We're in Austin, Texas. Michigan State and Michigan play the first game. That night, we're going to a bar for it, meeting our other friend at the bar, and it's like, obviously, I'm going to just drink an insane amount of tequila. Like, what do you expect from me? What do you expect from me? We're standing there. Everyone's showering and getting ready. Every 10 minutes that goes by, one more person comes downstairs and comes into the family room and is like, oh, let's get it going. And every time, right when maybe you're like after that third tequila shot, when you're like, all right, fine, I'm good. Like, let's just take it easy. Another person comes down the stairs and you're like, well, we got to do one with them. So let's do it again. What do you want from me? Obviously, I'm going to drink way more than I should have. What do you want from me? We're in Austin, Texas. And it's the first day, and there's a big basketball game on. It's warm for the first time in months. We're going to a cool new city. We're in a sweet-ass Airbnb with a great group of friends. Of course I'm going to drink the tequila, guys. Of course I'm going to do it. Huge mistake. I mean, reduced me. It's like how when uh, basketball players or football players, they, like, tweak an ankle, but they play through it, and it's like, oh, this guy, this guy's playing at 80% for the rest of the series. That was me. Thursday night happened, and it was like, this guy's playing at 80% for the rest of the weekend just because of Thursday night. I mean, it was we – we tore up the town. We did, we did what they, we came there to do. We tore up the town. But, man, oh, man, Friday morning was a shitty time, to say the least. Like, felt like literally someone had a mallet. You know how when you go to the doctor's office and they test your knee – reflex with that little rubber mallet thing on your knee felt like someone was just doing that on my head all night while I was asleep that's what it felt like and then all day when I was awake so coming out of Thursday night great night great time great way to start the weekend set me to about 80 percent for the rest of the weekend learned a lesson though learned a lesson try to dial it back on the first night so you don't just play with a bum ankle all weekend metaphorical bum ankle is more of like a three-day hangover kind of thing but at the same time you really think i'm not gonna go like just go completely balls to the wall on the first night you're out of your mind if you think that's not gonna happen it's more it's the most impossible thing whether it's something like that where you're kind of it's a sweet trip we're visiting friends in a sweet ass city even like less less 
occasional stuff where it's like, oh, we're just going up north for the weekend. Something I've done a million times rather than one time. We're going up north for the weekend. Like right when you and your buddies get to the cottage, it's like, okay, well, let's just drink everything we bought for three days tonight. <laughs> let's just, I know we said we're this will make it through Sunday, but let's just make sure it's all gone by tomorrow morning. Let's just do that. Is everyone cool with that? Like that's kind of, that's kind of where we were at. Just let's get rid of everything. Just get rid of all of it. And it's impossible to stop. It's impossible to stop because you got the anticipation of traveling there, the whole planning process, the weeks looking forward. So when you get there, it's like, this is, this is the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl. And it's just, it's like detonating a bomb. I mean, it was the existential crisis hangover of a weekend like that. It's like the fallout. I don't even know like what you would compare it to. I was going to say the fallout of a nuclear bomb, but the nuclear bomb also is really bad. Like, is there a good thing that produces a fallout? Like, it'd be like the fallout of a nuclear bomb, except instead of killing millions of people, the nuclear bomb makes millions of people have a great weekend. But then you have to deal with an actual nuclear bomb's fallout. That's kind of what it's like. Like, you have the great time, and then afterwards, I got home, woke up yesterday, Monday. I'm like, wow, it's really, it's really just a Monday afternoon in a suburb in my parents' house. Really? I was two days ago, I was living in an Airbnb with some of my best friends with literally no responsibility. Just, Oh, what bar are we going to tonight? What do you guys want to do now? Mimosa? Sure. I'll have five. Here I am Monday, like alone in my parents' house. Ooh, Ooh, man. I hate that existential crisis. Okay. So a little weekend in review there tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to do a bit on the billion dollar idea. Cause I legit think we've like thought of a billion dollar idea. I'm not even joking. Genius idea. So we'll do that tomorrow. A uh, little weekend in review there. I don't know if I'm missing anything. Also, I just love the people of Austin, Texas. Everyone's from somewhere else. It's great town. Great town. Go visit. Um, I want to talk a little bit. Michigan State <laughs> kicked Michigan's ass last night no- or two nights ago on Sunday. Not going to talk about the Thursday game, obviously, because we got our asses kicked. Why would I talk about that? Talk a little bit about State winning that game. Going into the Big Ten tournament, uh, NCAA tournament, just a few minutes. We're already getting uh, closing in on thirty. I don't want to do a super long one today, so maybe like ten minutes on state. We'll call it good, and then tomorrow we'll come back with the billion dollar idea. Also, Lions making their franchise tag decision. No, no Galladay, no Quara. Let's talk a little cats tomorrow, eh? It's the last time we talked about the Detroit Lions. Come on. Let's talk about it a bit. So that'll come tomorrow. Quick break, state, and then uh, we'll get out of here. So the dogs, they, they clown Michigan. Don't get me wrong. They almost blew it at the end. But the boys held on. Aaron Henry, that Josh Langford three, massive. Aaron Henry, you know what's crazy about fucking Aaron Henry? I think this happened. It was the... Um, was it Ohio State where he scored like the last 12 to just ice him? Oh my God, he's such a dog. But you know what's crazy about Aaron Henry? Similar to that Ohio State game before the 12 0 run he had on his own, it felt like, oh man, you know, Aaron Henry didn't play so great today. That Michigan game Sunday, ah, 
he didn't really play that well. He missed a few shots. He didn't really do a whole lot, it felt like. And then all of a sudden, you go and you look at the stat line, and he had like 18, 4, and 3 or something. Um, Yeah, that'll do, Aaron, on top of just playing phenomenal defense, on top of being the best defender on the team, absolutely, maybe on the floor, like, right? I mean, it felt like Wagner didn't do shit, and Malik Collis up, and I'm like, that's the sign of a guy, like, you know you've hit another level of being the real deal, of being a guy who can carry a team, of being a star, someone who's kind of unstoppable, when you're watching the game saying, ah, it's going to be tough to win if Henry keeps playing like this, like he's having a bad game. And then he just, he has 18, five and three. Don't get me wrong. That's not like some unbelievable stat line. That's going to blow your tits off. But 18, five and three in college is, oh, that's a good game. That's like a very good game. I would argue for most, most people. And it's, you're watching him saying, oh man, this isn't a good game. Like he's playing pretty poorly. 18, 5, and 3. That's the standard we've come to expect. That's the level he's elevated himself to when he's given out 18, 5, and 3 performances. We're watching going, "Mm, I wish he was playing a bit better. Like that, you fucking know. That's when you know. Like that's some shit Cassius Winston. It'd be like, ah, he didn't have a good game. He still has like 20 points. And you're like, oh my God. Like that was a bad game for him? (laughs) What's up? Or he'd have like 15 and 9 and you're like, thought he had a bad wait he had a bad game though he said 15 and 9 you know what I'm saying like that's the level Aaron Henry's at I said it before the game I've said it all week from the time we beat Illinois to now every time I podcast every time I talk about state I talk about all these losers all these MSU not even detractors because there's all the detractors people that just dislike MSU or Michigan fans who are going to talk shit fine obviously do that but like MSU fans who were just, oh man, like hopefully we can beat Maryland in the first round of the Big Ten tournament because now that like now we have to if we're gonna make the tournament, all the uh, chalk it up as a loss. People, don't get me wrong, it's not like I bet on state. I wasn't walking around saying it's a lock, but I was walking around saying we got a chance. Like if we hit some shots and play defense the way we're capable, it'll be a good game. Everyone else, it felt like everybody, you go on Twitter, all these big state accounts, and I hate to keep bringing them up, but it's like, what are we doing, guys? Like, I'm trying to not to like call, I mean, a little bit to call people out, but also like, let's change the fucking mindset. We're Michigan State. All these people, you log on, and it's like, ah, so we lost to Maryland. We got to beat Indiana, and then two losses to Michigan, and then the tournament. It's like, what are you fucking talking about, man? We're still Michigan State. It's a rivalry game. We have Aaron Henry. I said it I said it a million times. Aaron Henry, every given night, most nights, will be the best player on either team. And any given night, I don't give a fuck who they play. Michigan's got Dickinson, Wagner, Livers, whoever. Aaron Henry has the potential to be the best player on the floor, even against the good teams. We played Illinois, Coburn, Ayo, first team, second team guys. Aaron Henry just by far the best player on the floor that night. As long as we have guys like that, and we've talked about it, guys like Langford can heat up. Gabe has had a couple games where it's like, oh, like he can just get 16, like no problem. Joey Hauser had a nice game, 11-5. and five. Rocket, obviously the story of the game, 21-4-4. and four. Like we have guys where it's like if one of them, if one of them 
shows up and plays well and helps out Aaron Henry, like we'll maybe we won't necessarily win, but we'll play with anybody. So it just drives me nuts just going into the game. The amount of people I saw that were like, oh man, two and we're getting two losses served up by Michigan, and then they all celebrate and oh Aaron Henry, Rocket Watts, like you guys all were you guys had the L penciled next to the game fucking a week ago. It make it annoys the shit out of me. And it's one thing again, if we didn't have guys, especially like Aaron Henry, how are you going to chalk up any game as an L when we have that dude? How? That'd be like last year. Like we have Cassius Winston and going into games and being like, oh, we're this is an L. Like, what? How? Forget And even if we didn't have Aaron Henry, just the fact that we're Michigan State and we have Tom Izzo, there should never and there will never be a game where it's like, that's an L. That's an L. It's Michigan State. It's Tom Izzo. It's the month of March. You think we're just going to roll over and die? Like, this is the reason Michigan State is a top five, top six program in the country because of games like this. And there are people, it felt like most people I'd see on my timelines or talk to who were like, man, it sucks how we're just going to lose tonight. I'm sitting there. Aaron Henry could just get like 25, six and six tonight. And then if that does happen, Michigan doesn't have a shot. Um, listen, great win. Surprising a little bit, just surprising a little bit, not because like, oh, you look at our roster and you look at their roster and how'd we beat them. Surprising more so just because of how badly we got our asses kicked on Thursday and credit to me. They didn't really watch a ton of the Thursday game. Like I said, in this first half, I was in Austin, um, had far too much tequila by the time the game was like at halftime. Also, was watching. We went down like 10, 15, and it's like, okay, I'm going to just turn around and talk to my friends now and stop being that guy that's glued to the television. It's over. So credit to me, didn't really watch a ton of Thursday. What I did watch, it was an ass kicking. So I guess a little surprising just in the remark uh, or in the aspect of that being an ass kicking, like going into Thursday too, I felt the same way I felt going into Sunday where it was like, dude, I don't care what they're ranked. I don't care if they're 19 and two. I don't care how good Dickinson is. We still have Aaron Henry, Izzo. It's March. We have guys that can play. Like, sure, the, I, I would say they have a higher chance of winning, but to say we're just totally out of it and it's going to, like, we don't have a shot is fucking crazy talk. So I felt good going into Thursday. Sunday after the blowout, obviously tough to feel as good just because we just saw them play and it wasn't even close. But you still had that feeling of, listen, we all those things stand true. We still have Izzo, it's March, Henry, and everything. But if anything, any positive from that Thursday game, it's like, all right, well, you just played your arch rival. You need to win one more to get into the tournament. And not only did they beat you, they kicked your ass. Like, you know, going into Sunday, you know, maybe Michigan wins that game or you can say it'll be a tough game to win. You know, it's not an ass kicking. That game was always going to be a close game. Aaron Henry, Tom is like Josh Langford. Those guys just will not let it be an ass kicking. That will not happen. You knew that going into Sunday. And again, a couple guys make some shots. All we need, Mark, it's not even Rocket anymore. It's not Rocket. It's Mark Watts now. No more Rocket. Drop the Rocket. It's just Mark Watts. Mark Watts 
the one guy. One other guy plays well. Aaron Henry felt like Aaron Henry had a bad game. He still had 18, 3, and 4, or whatever it was. Mark Watts, one other guy plays well, and we win the game. He has 21 points for the first time all season. It feels like feels like the first time he's hit 20 all year. Feels like the first time he's played like that literally since last season. I could be mistaken. But that's all we needed to beat Michigan. Aaron Henry ended up playing pretty well. And Rocket Watts, Mark Watts, has a good game, and we beat them. Like, it wasn't the team shot 60% from three. It wasn't Michigan shot 10% from the field. It was, I mean, Eli Brooks got hurt, which sucks, but shit happens. And he's not Wagner. He's not Livers. He's not Dickinson. Mike Smith, even. Like, he's not one of those guys getting hurt. All we, Mark Watts plays well alongside Henry, and we win. Hauser played well as well, but 11 points isn't 21. And we win. Like it's the people were acting like God himself, like Magic Johnson and Cassius Winston. We're going to have to lace up for state to have a chance. All this team needed was Aaron Henry to have one other guy, give him some help. And it wasn't even, don't get me wrong. We didn't blow him out, but it wasn't like a come from behind last second. Like state was in control. Felt like from start to finish. The first half, they were a little more back and forth, but we went into halftime with the lead, and I don't know if Michigan ever reclaimed the lead. Like, we drew it out to 10-12, and every time Michigan, they'd bring it back within, like, they get it to, like, six or four. We'd just get a huge bucket. Rocket Watts was great. Mark Watts was great with that. Every time we needed a bucket, it felt like he hit one of those long-range twos. We It felt like we controlled the entire game, and all it took. Was Aaron Henry being Aaron Aaron Henry breathing and living and showing up to the game and one other person helping him out? And we knocked off the whatever, the number two or number three team in the country, whatever they were. People acting like we need food and fish or what's the, what's the Jesus miracle? Fish and something? It's like where he converts stuff to fish, right? I don't know anything about the Bible, guys. It's like food and fish, I swear to God. Loaves and fish. Loaves and fish. He he creates loaves and fish out of thin air. People thought that's what state would need. Like you, you didn't watch the last week. We dominated Illinois. That wasn't even like a, a nail biter. We dominated them. Ohio State, a little bit more so of a nail biter. Vintage come from behind MSU win. Michigan, good game, good game. And then we kind of took control the entire second half. I mean, they made it a little bit interesting at the very, very end. But Josh Langford hit a huge three, and then Gabe Brown clutches balls. Absolute pinata-sized nutsack at the free throw line from Gabe Brown. But this team right now, I mean, Mark Watts is the story of the game. Henry being Henry, like, what the fuck else is new? I don't know really what's changed with, with Rocket. I don't know... I mean, I think the biggest thing, honestly, you can say whatever you want. I know his mom was at the game, first time she's ever watched him play, at least in college. Maybe that did it. Like, if so, we need her to fucking travel with the team. It felt a lot of it was like he just kind of made shots. Like, he's he's been taking that long range, too. And a lot of times they were contested. He's been doing that, but he was just hitting him. I, I still don't think he penetrated a ton. Like he had a couple layups. He had a couple of those like floaters that he likes, but for the most part, it felt like he was just the coming off a screen long range too, which he's done before he's done for the most of the season. It felt like today, you know, 
he, or Sunday. He just made them, which is huge. If you make shots, you're going to be pretty good at basketball. So I don't really know like what else to say as far as Rockets' performance. Like, oh, he did this and this so differently. To me, it felt like he just made shots he usually misses, which, again, maybe it's because his mom was there. Let's get her to travel with the team either way. Maybe he just had a lucky day. Maybe he, I don't know, meditated for the first time. I don't know what the fuck happened. Maybe he took LSD on Friday night and like had an awakening of how to make shots. But he just made shots. He Someone helped out Aaron Henry. And then the rest of the guys kind of just played their part. I thought Malik Hall was great on defense. Hogard didn't do shit. Bingham was great on defense. Hauser scored some points. And Gabe with the free throws. But, like, people were people were saying this team was dead. They didn't have a chance against Michigan. All it took was one guy. One guy helping out Aaron Henry. And that guy who, I think when we played Illinois, it was uh, – it was Langford who had like 16 points and 16 rebounds. And we dominated Illinois. Illinois wasn't even close. We dominated. Henry had a great game too. One guy. Just one guy to help him out. Ohio State, I think Gabe had like 12 or 13. Just one guy. Just get one guy to help Aaron Henry out. We don't. I don't even need – imagine a world where Aaron Henry has a 20-point game, Rocket has 15, and Langford has 15. You could, We'd play the fucking Lakers and beat him by 20. We just need one dude to hit like the 15 point mark. And if, as long as Aaron Henry's breathing and is on the court, like we're damn near impossible to stop. Assuming everyone else just does their job and just plays defense and rebounds. That was the other thing. And that's the, that's what we've known all along about this team too, is the defense was excellent all night. Um, Wagner, I thought, was locked up. Malik was great. Bingham was great. The guys did their – I mean, Dickinson kind of got into foul trouble, but I thought we did a great job on him. Livers didn't do much. I thought the defense – everybody defensively was awesome, and the rebounding was unbelievable. Bingham was great, like, tipping it out even when he couldn't get to it, which I always think people – I little brag. I tend to think when I play pickup, I'm pretty good. I'm not the tallest dude. But I'm pretty good at like, oh, I'm not going to grab it, so let me just tip it to my teammate. Nobody does that, it feels like, in college. Bingham was doing that. I love that. Hauser had a couple big man boards. Everybody, it felt like, was just pitching in on the glass. Everybody. Which, again, like that's Michigan State. We play defense, which we did all night against Michigan. I think that's ultimately why we won the game. They had a 26-point half against us. For that offense, for that team, that's not good play defense, and then we rebounded. Like every other Michigan State team we've ever watched, ever. It's like, well, maybe they'll have a superstar. Maybe they'll have a Cassius Winston or a Denzel Valentine. Maybe not. And if they don't, they're going to be good at defense and they're going to rebound, and that alone will make them win a lot of games. We did that. Aaron Henry showed up, and he was breathing. Rocket Watts helped him out, and we beat the third team in the country. Like, it's it's not a fluke. It's not a coincidence, I don't think, at this point, that State has beaten three top five teams in, like, what, a, 10 days or something like that? Like, a little over a week? So you're telling me when Aaron Henry's alive, when one other dude helps him out scoring-wise, like, scores 15 points, and when they do what Izzo built the program on, which is play defense and rebound, we're just a top five team in the country? <laughs> yeah. That ca- that fucking makes sense. That's exactly what we thought this team was before the season. And there's a clip of Izzo. You don't need to have a skill 
to play defense. You don't need to have a skill to rebound. You need to hustle and have heart. You need uh, – listen, Aaron Henry will provide all the skills we need and one other guy can pitch it. Every, between Gabe, Langford, Rocket, and, like, Hauser, you guys can take three nights out of four off. Every every fourth night will be your night. And you're the guy that helps out Henry that night, and the defense and the rebounding will take care of the rest. Like, it's that simple. All I know right now, I don't really give a shit what happens in the tournament. Big 10, that is. Like, it'd be cool to beat Maryland and then play Michigan for a third time. It would be so tasty. So tasty in Michigan's best year, like, of all time to play them a third time. And State's worst year of all time. Play them a third time in the Big Ten tournament and beat them and sweep or beat them 2-1 in the season series. That would be so sweet. <laughs> like I almost on one hand I want that so badly to happen cuz fuck Michigan, but on the other hand I want us to be as low of a seat like cuz now that we're in, now that we're in the tournament, I want state to be as low of a seat as possible. Like I want just give me let me be the underdog. Let me be a 12 and play a 5 cuz I they're they're screwed. Well, if we're a 12 and we play a 5, we legitimately may be favored in Vegas. If we're like a 10 and we play a 7 and then play a what would we play after that? A 2? Eh, we wouldn't be favored over the 2. 12 though. Like I want to be the lowest seed we can possibly be. That's my dream scenario. As low of a seed as possible. So on one end, I kind of want to just lose to Maryland and it's like, "All right, we barely got in. Give us a shit seed." And on the other hand, Let's just win the Big Ten tournament. So I don't know. All I do know is right now, if I was the whoever, whatever unlucky bastards draw us in the first and in the second rounds of the NCAA tournament, I would hate to see Michigan State be in my bracket. We're the most undervalued. Whatever we end up being, a 10, a, a 9, an 8, whatever it is, we're the most undervalued team in the tournament. Right, I promise you. We just beat three top five teams in 10 days and we're going to like an eight seed or a seven seed is going to have to play us. And then a two seed. Imagine being the two seed that in your second week, in your second game, you're like, oh, so we just had to play the team that beat three top five teams out of four tries. So that blows. So like these guys are just better than us then. When these guys play a team of our caliber, they typically win right now. Like, Someone's going to get absolutely screwed on the seating. I love it. I love the fact that we're still, even though we're cooking all these top five teams, it's still the, oh, down season, miraculous run, Aaron Henry team on the back. I love the underdog, kind of the chip on the shoulder. Because state basketball historically, and especially the last five years, every single year it's, this team could win it all. Every single year it's two seed. Every single year it's, they might have a Big Ten player of the year. It's national championship or bust, final four or bust. I like the idea of let's just go in, fucking see what happens, and I promise you any game we play in this NCAA tournament, whoever draws Michigan State when Selection Sunday rolls around and that one seed sees us in their bracket or that two seed sees us in their bracket, their head coach, he's going to go into his office, close the door, and yell out a fucking shout. He's gonna he's gonna lay to be in bed that night, drink his chamomile tea, and have nightmares about Aaron Henry in the round of thirty-two. And I love that spot we're in. We're the boogeyman. We're going to be the boogeyman of this tournament. I'm excited. I'm listen. 
big win against Michigan, but I wasn't totally surprised. This team has it. This team has – they have the parts. It's just putting it together. So, fucking March, here we come, baby. We're dancing. 23 straight. God, I would love for this team to just make a deep Final Four run. Like, just give me to the second weekend. Give me to the Sweet 16, and we'll call it a good year. We'll call it a success. Just get, win through one weekend. Beat that two seed, and we'll call it good. All right. That's all I got for today. Um, tomorrow, billion-dollar idea. We'll do some Lions. I had another good idea. Oh, so that will come out. Yeah, tomorrow will be Wednesday. Thursday, um, I have an idea for a podcast. Couldn't do it alone, but I want to discuss it on Thursday. And then maybe some other random stuff. I don't know. We'll talk. I don't know when I'll talk about MSU hoops next. I'm not really certain. There's not a ton to talk about right now. Like It's just kind of talking about the same shit, but. We'll see. So we got tomorrow filled up. I got some ideas for later in the week. Um, oh, I want to talk about benders too. Kind of going off. A lot of this week is kind of just going to be going off my my weekend in Austin. Benders, literally the most dip challenging thing you could ever do. I literally I said it this weekend, and it's a fact. I think going on a bender is more challenging than becoming a Navy SEAL. I stand by that. I truly do. So We'll see. Um, you know where to find me. Twitter at Nick Second String, Instagram at the period second period string, and then the second string Detroit at gmail.com. Appreciate everyone listening. As always, appreciate everyone that sells the su- spreads the word, buys the shirts, just tells me they enjoy it. Whatever. Everyone that supports it means a lot. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you.